two weeks straight that I've just thrown a monkey wrench into the praise team and they've delivered both times. So I appreciate their willingness. Uh, we have moved to an every other week practice. Uh, we just realized that, man, we can, we can do four songs on a Tuesday night and take the next week off to give them a break and uh, to be able to do more ministry uh, is main, the main reason why I did it, so I could free a night up to do something else if I wanted to. Uh, but we're going to start doing every other week, so the praise team will not meet uh, this Tuesday, uh, but next Tuesday, and we'll be practicing two weeks straight. Um, it was amazing as we were singing that song, the sun just started beaming outside. Uh, so it's just, God is good. Man, he's good. And um, this morning, I'm excited. I don't know if it's because I've got Cowboys gear on, um, but I feel like I'm ready for the Super Bowl. Um, I told Tiffany this morning that, um, or last night, I was like, hey, I need, I need a shirt made. And she's like, what do you want made? I was like, I need a shirt that says my team didn't make it. And um, it was about 11 o'clock, and she said, I'm not going to make that shirt for you. Uh, um, she actually offered to do it, um, but I told her not to. Uh, but, you know, my team didn't make it, but it's Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, it's, a, it's an exciting time uh, for a lot of people. Uh, not exciting time for the Cowboys fans because we haven't made it in many years. Um, I don't even know. It, it is what it is. But last week, uh, we began a, a, a new sermon series titled Love We're Fighting For. And uh, this is a very important series. It's a series that um, I'm passionate about. Um, I, I'm excited about. Uh, last week was wonderful. But today... Um, we're going to be looking at this topic of self. And, and many of us would think, oh no, you know, we don't need to talk about ourselves. We need to think about the people out there and, and what's going on. And I get that. I get that. But for one moment, for maybe 30 minutes this morning, if we could just think about loving self. Because this is the thing. While it may be hard for some, it's very easy for others to love themselves. I, 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 I believe that uh, this isn't a message that's going to be preached on uh, being self-conceited or a, a self-righteousness thing or even, even a pride issue, uh, really. But, but think about this for a moment. Can we really love others and the community if deep down we don't really even love who God made us to be? It's really hard to go out there and say, Jesus loves you, but you don't believe it yourself. It's really hard for us to say, hey, we would love for you to come to church. God's doing great things if we really didn't believe it ourselves, It would be really difficult to tell people, Jesus can change your life. Jesus can do this. Jesus can do that if we've never really believed it for ourselves. Or maybe you're trying to give somebody a pick-me-up and say, man, you're, you're awesome. You're great. You're wonderful. But you don't even think those things about who you are and about who God made you to be. Uh, so this morning, I want you to flip to a passage of Scripture. Uh, many of you have probably read before if you've been a churchgoer for any amount of time, being a student of God's Word. Turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 6. And we're going to be looking at verses 33, and we're going to jump into chapter 7 and go through verse 7 this morning. Um, very important passage of Scripture. Uh, never really thought that this is the Scripture that God would lead me to this week. Uh, but as I was studying and as I was trying to figure it out, I already had this series lined out. I don't know if I told you the backstory of the series. I was, I was expecting this to be the February series. Well, we finished up Greater Things, and I realized there was five Sundays in January. And so I was planning for four weeks. I already had all that lined out, ready to go, and I realized there was a fifth week. So this, this sermon uh, was actually thought of this week. 
And so here I am studying Monday morning, and I'm like, God, where do you want me to go to talk about self? Like, that's a hard topic. And he leads me to Matthew 6, and I didn't know why, but the more I read it this week, the more I understood. And let's read this together. Matthew chapter number 6, I'm going to start in verse 33. This is what the Bible says. Jesus says these words, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for today is its own trouble. Then going into chapter 7, Judge not that you be not judged, for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye and look at the plank that is in your own eye? Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before the swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. In the last verse, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Let's pray. Lord, in this moment, in this, in this series, in this sermon today, God, I just pray that our hearts would be wide open for you. Lord, there may be somebody sitting here today, there may be somebody at home watching today that is really struggling with this topic of self. Lord, they, they love others so much, but God, they can't come to the conclusion to love who they are. And Lord, I pray today that, that we would love who we are, that, that we would love who you made us to be, no matter what it is, God. Help us gain knowledge from the Scripture today. Help us understand and apply it to our life so that we can be better, that we could be better followers of you. Lord, we pray that uh, you, would, you would convict our hearts if that is what needs to happen, Lord, that uh, you would allow us to look at ourselves and understand that you have created us to be a very beautiful creature in your eyes. And Lord, you did it through submission God you did it through sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for every single one of us thank you Jesus thank you for the sacrifice that you have given us so that we could live freely that we could love others as you loved us we ask these things in Jesus name amen anybody want to pity me this morning uh you know, like, how many in here would like to teach and preach this topic today? Uh, anybody want to raise their hand? You can have my spot. Um, we'll, we'll be talking about relationships for the next four weeks. Don't let that scare you. I still need you to come. Uh, we're going to be talking about marriage next week. Now, come for the baptism, and you'll hear a message. Hey, you got to come for the baptism. But we're going to get, it's going to get hot and heavy here next week talking about marriage and, and, and talking about loving our spouse and uh, doing those kind of things. And some of you are like, I'll see you in five weeks. Uh, don't, don't count me out yet. This is something we've got to talk about. Hey, the, the topic today is something that 
we have to hit. This is one of those things when God tells me as a pastor, like, I want you to preach this, that I want to run the opposite way and neglect that. But I understand that it's something that we have to go through. And, and honestly, it's probably something that we need yearly. It's something that we need to talk about on an occasional basis. It's a hot topic, hot passage. Many will say, well, you know, Pastor, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be full of yourself. I, I've heard that talking to some other guys this week, you know, this, this talking about preaching on self, and, or you shouldn't be all about self, and, and we shouldn't just love ourselves. And I, I will say I agree with those statements, and you probably would agree with those statements as well. We should not be a lover of self. Hey, we, we shouldn't be all about us. It shouldn't be, well, Eddie calls me and says, hey, man, I really need you. Man, I've got this going on today. I can't help you. I'm sorry. And just hang up the phone. You know, that, that's not how things should go. But listen to me this morning. We, we can grasp this whole idea of the message right here. Before we can have true love for others, before we can have true love for God, true love for our spouse, true love for families, for kids, we must have a love for who we are okay, and where God has us. Now, I've been there, backtracking my life about 10 years. You're going to hear my story next week on a, on a, on a more um, significant level. But backtrack about 10 years ago, I was at the point where I didn't know what to do with myself. Everything that I had ever known had crashed down in front of me. I honestly did not know if God would ever put me in ministry again because of the situation that had happened. It was out of my control. Uh, it wasn't something that I did. It was about a relationship that crushed me, a relationship that I should have never got in, a relationship that mom and dad said, Thomas, you need to run the other way, a relationship where my brother would call him like, man, this isn't the one for you. Those kind, of, those kind of sirens, and instead I listened to what love said, right? And I kept running to it. And the next thing I know, my ministry came crashing down. And in that moment, I just remember saying, God... I've done nothing but be obedient to you my whole life. And he says, have you? Have you been obedient? I, I've been trying to tell you. I've been, I've been giving you all the warning signs that you need. And now this is where I've got you. And it's like he punished me. I sat on the front row of my dad's church for a year out of ministry. Miserable as mess. And it took me bowing on my knees, crying out to God, like, what else do you want from me? What else can I do? And once I submitted it all over and surrendered fully, everything came back into place. Now, a lot of people in that same situation aren't as strong, right? Like, we, we think about that. Like, thankfully, my heart was strong enough. Thankfully, I was mentally strong enough because they say that about 40% of pastors during this year with, with the COVID pandemic and all of the things going on will walk away from ministry. I, I had a conversation with a pastor just last week that is contemplating walking away from ministry. And you know, that, that's not easy, right? Like mentally it's hard. Physically it's hard. But we've got we've, we've to strengthen our hearts. We've got to strengthen 
ourselves. And the only way that we can do that is become a person that loves who we are and loves where Jesus has us. There is a reason that you are living in 2021 right now going through the pandemic that we're going through. There is a reason for that. There's a reason that you were born whatever year you were born and not in the 1930s or the 1920s or the 1910s or the 1840, whatever it is. There's a reason for those things. There's a reason I was born 1991. Some of you are like, man, he's young. 1991. There's a reason that God gave me that birth date. And there is a reason that the day that I died that my life ended right then and there. We know that. And we, we, we have to understand that even through all of this, where, where God has us, where He wants us, is to be focused on Him. And that's it. I'm not asking you to, to focus on Cross Life Church today. I don't want it to be the focus of the church. I don't, I don't want it to be about Cross Life. It's all about Jesus, but it's also right now in this message today, it's about us. It's about you. Looking at yourself and saying, am I doing all that I can to impact where God wants me to be and where He wants me to go. You see, there's a thing. Um, uh, there, there was a thing called the Pharisees in the Bible, and they weren't good people. Hey, and 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 these Pharisees, they were known as what they called the religious leaders. And, and listen, this is what they did. They looked at everyone else but themselves. They were very quick to call out the sin of someone else. But they never looked at their own life. They never looked at the sin in their life. And so, church, we, we have to be looking at ourselves in the mirror and just asking ourselves today, am I happy with who I am? Am I happy with who I am becoming? Because those Pharisees never did that. They, they never would take the time because they were always wanting to make a law about something that someone else did. They had a list of laws that we would never be able to pass these days. Like, you're, you're breaking a law right now. I, I, I don't know what law you're breaking, but in those eyes, you're breaking a law. And they're going to make a law right now for you. And so, the little bit of information, okay, is not pertaining to the passage today, but I wanted to give you that information so you could understand that there were people in the Bible that, that just didn't look at themselves. They, they always looked around what other people were doing. And listen, if we, if we don't have a relationship with God right, and we don't have a relationship with ourselves right, then we'll never have a relationship with other people right. It'll never happen. Hear me out today. God says, when you align your heart with my heart and your plans with my purposes, I will give you the things that the rest of the world is running after. Let me say that again. God says, when you align your heart with my heart, and your plans with my purposes, I will give you the things that the rest of the world is running after. You see, we got to fix our focus. we got to fix our eyes. And, and one thing we can always control is our focus. Did you know that? You, you, can't, you can't control the person sitting beside you. Did you know that? Like, it's not rocket science. But we think we can, right? Sometimes we think we can control that person. Now, man, I'm not telling you to go home and look at your wife tonight and say, you can't control me. I'm not giving you, I am not giving you that advice today. But what I am saying <laughs> is, I can't control what Tiffany's heart says or does. Like, 
Only you can control that. Only you can control yourself. I want to ask us four questions today that I hope will fix our focus. And, and, and on, on the topic of that, this, uh, this is also a reason why the church fails as well. Did you know that? Like, stopping, stopping about caring about what God cares about. Number one, is your focus on finding or becoming? Is your focus on finding or becoming? Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says this, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. There, there, there was a time <laughs> where my priorities were so out of whack. Hey, there, there was a time that I thought happiness would be finding the right person to come into my life. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Like, if I could just find my spouse, if I could just find my wife for the rest of my life, my life would be done and, and happiness would be for me. And I would be becoming the right person that I needed to be, and that right person would come along and make me whole. I, I had that thought. And the only way that you can have the right people in your life is to be the right person in your heart. And in order for that to happen, you've got to get your heart right before you go out there and find somebody. Now, now, now Tucker, I'm going to pick on you for a minute, man. Like, like Tucker, Tucker's a charming guy. Tucker just turned 16 years old. Tucker just started driving. Young ladies are after that, man. They want to ride. <laughs> Don't fall for it, Tucker. What, what, I, what I am saying to Tucker this morning is you've got to get your heart right before you just allow somebody to come in there. Because this is the thing. People will have a relationship with you. They desire to have a relationship with you. And they're after all of the wrong things that your heart doesn't line up with. If you know your values, man, I'm, I, I need to go back to youth pastor. Like, that, that was fun. Uh, when, when, when you know your values, when you know your core, what you believe, and what you want in a relationship, then when that, when that Jezebel comes around, some of you got that, when that Jezebel comes around, you're going to know to run the opposite way. Thomas made that mistake. At about 18, 19 years old, I made that mistake. And I've learned from that mistake. And you see, another I don't want to get too far in the next week, but when I met Tiffany, about two nights before I met Tiffany, I told mom and dad that I was done with the relationships. I was done. You see, I was focused on myself. I was focused on my heart, God knew what I needed at that time because I had finally got my heart back on track and he put her in my life and things matched up. You see how that works? Like when we focus on us and we focus on the Lord and we focus on what God wants us to do, things change, okay? And, and the object of relationship, the object of love is not that somebody else would just complete us. The person that said that messed up, all right? Don't believe that language. Don't, don't, I, I've heard it my whole life. I, I don't believe it 
anymore. We hear a lot in the secular world. Listen, Paul, the man who wrote 28% of the New Testament, was a single man. Okay? Jesus, the man who lived 33 and a half years that died on the cross for you, was a single man. It's okay if you're single right now. It's okay. And it's okay if you focus on yourself for just a little while. Hey, I've taught it wrong before. Genesis says the two would become one, but it doesn't say the halves will become whole. We don't read that. It says the two will become one. It's going to be really hard not to dig into the other weeks today. So I gotta, I gotta focus on this. Okay, I gotta focus on, on self. Let's keep going. Is your focus on finding or becoming? Is your focus on finding who you are, who you are in Christ, or is it about becoming who you are in Christ? God says this, while finding is fine, you can focus your whole life on finding, but what are you becoming? You see, I was finding for 20 years of my life. I I thought finding was the way that I needed to go, but really I needed to be becoming who God wanted me to really become. And I hope today that you are becoming. Number two, is your focus on then or now? Is your focus on then or now? The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for today is its own trouble. There's a big importance of not living in the past. I had to learn that early on in my marriage. Talk about that next week. Can't get on that topic. A lot, a lot of things are sabotaged before they even begin. Listen, trust issues happen because of things that have happened in the past. The reason why you're not trusting your heart 100% all the time is because things have happened in the past. I get it. I get it. I would say 70 or maybe 70% or more of the church at Cross Life has come to me and said, Pastor, we have been hurt in the past. We were hurt in the church. And it's okay. Like I, I feel like God planted the church to become a healing station for those folks. And then when they come, oh my goodness gracious, they are ready to serve. I I have seen people come in week one, and by Sunday afternoon after church, they're, they're messaging me on Facebook or sending me a text saying, Pastor, I'm ready to dive in. And it's because they found somewhere that they could become. The then hurts sometimes, but they're living in the now moment. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that God has sent that to us. Because honestly, when Tiffany and I came here and and moved to Rowan County, our hearts were kind of feeling the same thing. We had a a good relationship with the church we had come from. Uh, It was great. But I remember... (laughs) I I remember a a lady. (laughs) we We were at a party. I want, I want to say it was an anniversary party or a wedding party or something. And she's like, 
Thomas, you've had a lot of stuff go on since you've been here. And I was like, yeah, I have. <laughs> like, the first six months, I didn't think I was going to make it. And this is what she said. She said, we knew if we told you those things, you wouldn't have come. And honestly, church, that's when I lost all hope. I was like, if they can't be honest with me, how can I ever be honest with them? And how am I ever going to be honest with myself? And how are they ever going to be honest with themselves? And I can remember that conversation like it was yesterday. Because it hurt. Like, I'm one of those guys, like, be straight up with me, and we can work it out. That's how I am. If you got a problem with me, just go ahead and tell me, and we'll, we'll figure it out. Because I never want to have enemies. Most of you know me pretty well now. Like, I never want to hurt somebody. And if I hurt somebody, like, that's what I think about for three days straight until I get on the phone and call. Like, that's usually what I'll do. I'll just call them. Like, hey, man, we got a difference right now, and we got to figure this thing out. Because I don't believe in dissension. But what hurt the most was Tiffany was sitting right beside me when that's when that said. And her heart was shattered. We have to protect our heart. And not only that, a lot of times you gotta protect your family and your kids. And some of you know what I'm talking about. I see I see those heads going up and you know what I'm talking about. And it's hard because we focus on the then a lot. But what I'm asking you to do today is focus on the now of what you have become, as we just spoke about, since you started coming to Cross Life Church. How many of us live not in the past but in the future when really we need to be living for today? You know, I, 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 get, I get on myself a lot because I, I start thinking about, God, where, where do you want me to go next in my messages? Where, where, what do you want me to do next? And he's like, boy, you just started a series. <laughs> like, like, focus on the series. Focus on what I'm giving you now. We'll talk about that stuff later. But I'm, I'm such a planner. Like, I, I need a three-month-ahead calendar to know. Like, it doesn't matter. In my heart, it matters what's going on April the 12th of 2021, even if it doesn't matter what's going on today. Like, I need to know. And that's just who I am. But it's also about focus. The only way that we get to tomorrow is through today, and you have to live there. Jesus goes from comfort to challenge in these passages. He says, I've got you. I know what you need. You don't need anyone else. You don't need anybody. Your life doesn't begin when the next day starts. It's happening right now. So is our focus on the then or is our focus on the now? Number three. (laughs) This is a fun one. Is your focus on what you are not or what you have got? Is your focus on what you are not? Or is your focus on what you have got? Now, this is the important part. You can wake up now. You can listen. (laughs) Uh, Not many people thought that I had one of these things. You probably didn't know I owned one of these. And let me tell you, it took me about 30 seconds to empty it last night. This was my first ever toolbox. I got this from my Uncle Perry. 
And I didn't even, I was like six years old, and he gave me a toolbox. I'm like, what do I do with this thing? And I've had it ever since. I keep everything in it but tools. As I'm, as I'm emptying it out last night, um, there was a bag, like uh, the way your bags for to get on a plane, like that was in there. Like that, that's a tool. I don't know. Um, there, there was paper clips. Never know when you're working on a project, Mitch, and you need a paper clip, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you just never know. There was, there was Bible verses that I didn't even know. Like, I, I, used to, I used to write Bible verses and put in everything. I had, like, seven Bible verses in, in the toolbox. I don't, I don't know. Anyways, I brought a few things with me. The first thing I brought was a magnifying glass. And this magnifying glass is important for today. You see, I can magnify right now. Eddie, man, you, whoo. I can see up Eddie's nose from back here. Hey, this thing, this thing is, is, is amazing. We, we magnify what we want to see. Did you know that? We magnify what we want to see. And listen, the, the issue and, 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 the, and, the, and the way that these, these things go is any day that you wake up, you get the opportunity to magnify whatever you want to magnify. Whatever you want to do, you get to do it because your eyes are your eyes, right? Okay, and, and we're so good at making that little speck that is in somebody else's eye a huge thing that we don't look at the own speck in our own eye that has gotten bigger and bigger over time. Now listen, if I want to go up to John today, I can't see a speck in John's eye. Okay, like I have to be staring hard, but if I magnify it, I might be able to see a little something. Hey, John didn't get enough sleep. Like, he's got sleepy in his eye, you know? Like, I tell Riley that all the time. That's the issue. Hey, and, and the problem is we never turn it around to see us. We, we never look at ourselves in the mirror. Don't pick on me. This is Riley's. Um, <laughs> we never look at ourselves to see what we look like to see what's in our eyes, to see what's going on in our life. And instead, we're so focused on everybody else and what they're doing that we forget about what God wants to do in us. I told you it was going to get hot in here today. And the heat just turned back on. I'm about to burn up. Um, before we focus on talking about someone else or someone else's issue or how they carry themselves, you better look at yourself and check yourself first. We have to. Hey, we, we choose what we magnify. Single people talk about they're lonely. Married people say they're lonely. You ever heard that? Before Tiffany and I got our cross life family, we were pretty lonely for about the first four years of our marriage. Because this is, this is the mindset of the pastor. I can't become close with anybody. I can't have true friends because other people in the church will get upset that people have befriended me. And when we planted the church, one of the first things, Tiffany and I, I don't, know, I don't remember, it was like a Saturday, uh, we, we knew God was calling us, and um, I think we took like a Saturday and, and just started writing stuff down. This is what we want the church to become. We didn't even have a church name yet. That was last. Hey, God almost didn't give us a church name. We were about to be no-name church. I, I don't I don't know, and, and somehow cross life just, just came. But we were sitting down, we were sitting and seeing all the things we, we wanted done. And the first thing on the list was we were going to be a family. 
that we were going to have friends. I believe every single one of you in here this morning, everybody watching online today, is a true friend. And did you know the average person in life only has about three true friends? Look around today. Everybody in this place, I believe, is a true friend to you. And we would stop everything that we are doing to do what we needed to do to help you, to comfort you, to pray with you. I believe that. We've seen that through the pandemic just this year. Like, we all the time respond to those kind of things. But we have to be a family. The problem is, <laughs> there's always a problem, right? Like, the problem is, when, when we become a family, then issues start coming up. Like, I'm going to tell you about what's going on in my life. Well, guess what? I don't, I don't want Cindy and Brent or Miss Terry and Richard carrying my problems around. Like, it's not their job to carry the problems around. But what we can do is turn around and say, we're going to pray for them. But so often we put the problems of others on our own shoulder. We can't control things. Okay, I, I've had to learn that I can't control what happens on a daily basis. I wish I could. I, I wish I could control what you think of and, and what your, your focus is on. Like, I wish I could just uh, know that you're in a situation and throw the Bible in front of you and say, hey, read this passage. I can't do that because I don't have eyes on you 24 hours a day. That would be kind of weird anyways. Hey. Another thing is when we magnify, you can't look at yourself. Like, I can't see myself in this magnifying glass. And so when we're so focused on what's out here, we forget what's here. And usually that's when we get off track. Usually that's when we stop having the love for ourselves. When, when, when you start writing, we start remembering, right? Like growing up in baseball, my dad was my coach for several years. And those were probably the worst years of my career. And my dad was hard on me. If I missed a fly ball, it was like I would get a pop upside the back of the head in the dugout. Like it was that kind of relationship that I had. My dad knew that I shouldn't be doing that. If I struck out one time, dad's behind the fence, whatever he's doing, and he's saying, boy, if you strike out one more time, you're going to be walking home. I remember those words like it was yesterday. And there was a game that I struck out three times. That picture was good. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Like, I was so ashamed that I, I didn't think I was going to go home that night. My dad lived and breathed baseball when I was growing up. I, I lived and breathed. I still do. Like, I live for March to come around so we can get on the baseball field. I, I love it. Uh, I would be out there every day. But the problem is, like, when, with the relationship that I had with Dad growing up playing, it was hard. Some of you know. Like, you had, you had parents as a coach, and uh, you, were, you were the person on the team. Everybody else can make the same mistake that you made, but because you're the kid, it was tough. So, so I remember getting at a certain age, and I told Dad that I didn't want him to be my coach anymore. And I know that broke his heart. 
but it was the best thing that could ever happen to our relationship, <laughs> okay? He was able to sit in the stands and watch the game. He was able to cheer me on. He was able to pick me up when I needed to be picked up. And I'll tell you, like, he was on, he was on the sidelines the rest of my, all, all through my life. And I'm, I'm eternally grateful for that. When, when I graduated high school, my dad was on the stage of the school that I graduated and prayed over the graduates. But you know what was so special? When I got my diploma, sometimes I wonder if I deserved it. Uh, when I got my diploma, dad was the first one to shake my hand because he was proud of who I had become and who I was and what I had finally got. We choose what we magnify. You know, it's a little off topic, but let's talk about the church for a moment. Even though we're on the topic of me, we walk into the church thinking, well, (laughs) this church will be just like everywhere else my family has attended. And this is what we do before we walk into a church for the first time. We magnify what we want to magnify. We're looking. Like some of, some of us, we go into a church, and I've done it before, sitting in front of a pulpit committee, like this church ain't going to work out for me. I'm not going to be here. I'm looking for something to say, no way, I'm not going. We're looking for that person that, that's talking about somebody. We're looking, we're looking for, they, 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 man, we need to clean that door back. They need to clean the doors back there. <laughs> like, fingerprint. They're, they're looking for something so they can say, I'm not going back to that place. When really it's not about us, right? Like, it's, it's, not, about, it's not about that. I could, I could care less if these were purple pews or red pews. Like, I, I could care less if we had bright red carpet or whatever color that carpet is. Haven't figured that out yet. Tan, tannish. Um, well, we choose what we magnify. Hey, And if we really wanted to get picky, we could take the magnifying glass and say, they did not vacuum this week. They didn't clean as good as they should have cleaned. We choose what we magnify. No, I don't know about you, but I tend to be really hard on myself a lot. Anybody else like that? I'm really hard on myself. Hey, like, it kills me inside if I can't be a part of every little thing that is going on, because as a pastor, I want to be involved in the ministry of the church. Like, it killed me inside Thursday when they got those boxes, and I couldn't be here. Kathy, that is why I'm involved in your ministry, because I believe in your ministry. Kathy gets on me all the time. Thomas, you don't need to be here all the time. I know I don't need to be here all the time. I trust you guys. Like, I trust y'all. Y'all got it done without me Thursday. But I want to be so involved in the ministry that you don't feel like you're alone. The pastor doesn't care about your ministry. Whatever's going on, I want to be hands-on. And guess what? I want those people to see that they have a, they have a church, that a pastor's out there serving and loving the community as he's asking the church people to do. That's why I do it. So now maybe, maybe you understand a little bit more. But I just want to be involved. So, so when something gets scheduled... On the same day something goes on, I, I get in a frenzy. Friday, I had, I had meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. 
I had a meeting at 9.30, 10.30, lunch at 12, meeting at 1.30, had to pick Riley up at 4. Like, all, day was planned out, right? But are we ever ready for when something else arises? Have we, have we guarded our hearts so much? Have we guarded our schedule so much that we could put something down if a best friend calls and says, I need you to come over right now? I have a wife that understands and knows God's call on my life. That, that's important. Hey, it, it's important that my wife knows what's going on. She's very flexible with me. She doesn't get on Facebook a whole lot. She does. She just doesn't post a whole lot. Don't let her fool you. But it's how selfless she is when it's time for my, me to give my energy to somebody else. She's so selfless. And this is what she said one time. She put a huge post about how awesome her husband was and how selfless he was. Like, she magnified me that day. And you know what? I felt big. I was like, man, I'm doing it right. And it's okay to be lifted up sometimes. And it's okay to know where our focus should be. But let me say this. When you get lifted up, we can feel big, but how can we apply that to our lives and our home on a daily and weekly basis? You magnify what you're not sometimes. We look at somebody else and we say, I want that. We see somebody get a new vehicle. I want that. Somebody's carrying around a new phone. I want that. That we're not focused on what God has given Really quickly, I know we're running out of time. Number four, am I going to focus on theirs or am I going to focus on mine? I just went into that just a, just a little bit. This is, this is what I challenge you to do one day. If you're focused on what everybody else is doing, carry this thing around for a while. It's not, it's not heavy, but anytime you start focusing on somebody else, you can do this. And you can look at yourself. And you can see yourself instead of focusing what everybody else has. I remember the first year we lived on Lariat Circle, there wasn't many Christmas lights. And, <laughs> uh, man, it was a dark place. Like, like, why doesn't anybody celebrate Christmas? Maybe they're not Christian. Maybe they don't celebrate Christmas. I, those things are going through my mind. Well, last year, Patrick put up a bunch of Christmas lights. Hey, like, I don't know how many Christmas lights he put up, but I was like, man, I'm going to put some Christmas lights up this year. And I would add some lights. And then two days later, Patrick would add some lights. <laughs> and then I would add some lights. And then he decided he would put them all the way around his house. So I, I got lazy and I just did the little spotlight things that shine on your house. Those are easy to do. You just plug them in. It's a lot less work. But I'm like, you know, if we would focus on being the light all the time instead of just for one month of the year, how much better would life be? How much, how much better would I be? How much better would the church be? And, and, and so this is what the Lord is trying to teach me. This is what He's trying to say that I need to change. Hey, he's saying, you need to look at yourself and you need to ask yourself, are you happy with who you have become? Are you happy with the way that life is being carried out? And if you're not, stop focusing on everybody else and start focusing on the plans that I have 
for you. He said, uh, there was this, he says, I, I, tried to, I tried to change Nick, but he hasn't changed. That's what I say. Like, I, I've tried to change so-and-so. That person has not changed. So what do I need to change? What, what do I need to change in my delivery to him? It's love. The Lord your God is one half, but love the neighbor is the second half. You can't receive the love of God until you're ready to receive it freely. And we try to go around loving other people when we really even don't have the love for the self that we should have and honestly not even the love that we should have with God of who he wants us to be. And I've heard this said before, the way that you love for your neighbor is the way that you have love for yourself. Sometimes I'm like, God, I can't. I can't go into conversations half empty. I can't go into conversations needy. And I was asking God just a few weeks ago to help me not be so critical of other people. Like, I had got to that point where Tiffany's like, man, you're on a rampant today. I was like, am I? She's like, yeah, what did you take this morning? I was like, I don't know. I ate pineapple today. (laughs) Like, Trying to think about what I had changed. She's like, you've got to stop focusing on everybody else. Start focusing on you. You see, she does that check-me-up stuff all the time with me. And she'll, and she'll do this. Like, she'll put her hands on my face. It says, you see this? This is all that you need to see. Stop looking out there. This is how we've got to where we are today. The finance class, if, you, if you're with me this afternoon at 3 o'clock, you're going to hear that. Because when we started that journey, we were looking out, and everybody was saying, you can't do it. But when we put our hands up, nobody else was in our way. And we started doing it. I'm telling you, if you need to borrow Riley's mirror, we'll put your name on it. We'll check it out like a library book, and you can bring it back, and we'll give it to somebody else. We need to look at ourselves. need to look at ourselves. Last week, God just said, well, first... <laughs> You gotta stop being so hard on you. You gotta stop being so hard on yourself. Because what starts here flows here and flows here, flows here, flows there. And we need this. Without this, we've got nothing. I've said it time and time again. Clayton King, one of my one of my favorite youth speakers, says this to people all the time. If you're not dead, God's not done with you. And I've said it time and time again here. If that heart is still beating, you have life. And this is what we've got to do. We've got to come to the end of self. so we can focus on others. But the way we come to the end of self is understanding the plans that God has for you. Stop magnifying what everybody else is doing. And look here and say, am I happy with what's mine? Am I happy with who I am becoming? Because the more we do this, the less we're going to do this. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for our church. Thank you for the message today, God. Even (laughs) 
preparing it this week, Lord, I, I needed it more than probably anybody else here. That we would stop focusing on all the other things. But God, just for a moment, we would look at ourselves and say, do I really love you? Do I really know you? Do I really understand the plans that you have for me? Do I know my heart? And God, I believe that if we would just all do that today, that, that we would all know our heart, God, that all hearts in this place would be joined together to do the one ministry that you've called us to do, and that's to love others and love others greatly. Lord, I, I believe there's so many ministries going on. Lord, I'm thankful for our men's ministry, God. I'm thankful for our ladies and, Lord, some exciting things coming their way in, in just a few short weeks. Lord, I'm, I'm thankful for a group on Thursday night that we can just get together and fellowship and, and do life together. Lord, I'm thankful to hang out with the youth and do, do fun stuff like the movie night that we have this weekend. And Lord, Lord, all of these things are great when we're focused on what you want. Lord, today I, I pray that if there's somebody here that is struggling in their relationship with you, that you would, you would prick their heart to know you Lord, we've got a baptism scheduled for next Sunday morning. And uh, Lord, I, I pray that it's more than one that we baptize. Maybe it's somebody that, that has given their life to you, but they've never taken that step of obedience to be baptized. God, I, I would pray that, that you'll call them out. Lord, maybe it's somebody that just feels belonged, like they belong here, and they're ready to unite with our church family uh, through membership and make that official, God, whatever it is. Would you have your way, Lord? You are king of our hearts. And you are so good. You are so, so good. Remind us of that every day this week. Help us stop magnifying everything else and start looking at ourselves. And I believe this week hearts and lives would be changed through that. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the King, if you'll come up. We're going to do an invitational song today. Uh, King of my heart. King of my heart. Um, really good song. Uh, you sing it with us, and then we'll close our service today. You can stand with us.
food boxes. We announced a baptism. We've got two today uh, that would like to join our church here at Cross Life. Uh, Miss Terry and, and Mr. Richard, uh, they come today from a letter of another church, and uh, they would like to unite uh, with our church family. And this is what they said. They're ready to serve. They're ready to serve. So we don't even have to do the amen phase and, and do the seconds and all that because we, we know amen. Praise God. Um, welcome to the cross. Y'all, y'all, y'all make sure you, you say something to them on your way out if, if they... Um, are y'all okay with that? Yeah. Okay. Um, COVID's weird. I still haven't figured all that out, but um, it's such an exciting way. If we can't leave today energized with what God's done this week at Cross Life, there is something wrong with us. <laughs> um, so thank God for that. John, can you close us in prayer today?